Hey homegoers, welcome to another episode of Homegoing. On this episode, I have my really good friend Tukumbo, who I just call Tooks. He's based in London, so we're going to talk about uh, the differences. We're going to talk about how we are navigating life, living in America and the UK. So it's going to be like an America versus UK type of thing. So Tooks, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Hope everyone is having a lovely day. It's a bit too early to be sipping Hennessy right now, but I'm here sipping water just to get things going. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were sipping it already. I was just going to be like, you know, it's 5 p.m. somewhere. Nah, yeah, 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 yeah. No, Hennessy is that kind of drink that you only sip at night. Uh, so, yeah, I I would have been sipping Hennessy, but it's a bit too early, mm-hmm. you know. So, I'm a sip water. You know, I don't even drink Hennessy. That's the thing. So, uh-huh. it's mm. to you because that is the worst drink ever. Uh, to be honest, I prefer tequila. That's the thing. I, I am the kind of person who, yeah, I drink tequila like in shots and I don't use salt and lime. It just, you, you started with Hennessy and then you just keep getting tequila. At this point, give me the Henny, honestly. There you go. Simple as that. So you pick your struggle. I took mine. <laughs> Touche. So I'm going to start off by asking you, Yeah. what did you want to be when you were younger? And are you doing that now? Well, so if we're talking about when I was five, mm-hmm. you know, just like every five-year-old kid, it's like, I want to be a pilot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was thinking about being a pilot till, you know, I realized that planes actually go down i was kind of like you know what no i don't want to be a pilot no more (laughs) (laughs) that's your fear that's like your little no-go zone yeah yeah because like um i think like you know um as a kid you kind of can get freaked out really easily uh but obviously nowadays like planes really go down and you know i'm fine with flying so i don't really mind uh yeah but what i'm doing yeah yeah sorry no so what are you doing now oh so i'm an it consultant i work in it just like every other nigerian we in the money where the money resides where the money resides as my girlfriend would always say (laughs) (laughs) look no, Nigerians are, are like that. We will go where the money is. It doesn't even matter the profession. We are just there. <laughs> That's true. So g- take me back to like your childhood. Tell me, take me back to, because I know you were born in the UK, then you moved back and then kind of did like mm-hmm. a switch. You went to Ghana for some time, right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. now you're back in the UK. So I guess I want to ask, immigrate, like moving back, because you're not really immigrating, but like moving back to the UK, how has that been for you, especially growing up uh, in Nigeria slash Ghana? Yeah, so basically, um, as you know, I was born in the UK, but I left when I was nine, not because I did anything wrong, that uh, I was really good boy. So I wasn't like all your other people out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I went to Nigeria and then I finished my primary school then secondary school and then went to Ghana for my university studies, which I spent four years there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, and then moved back to Nigeria, did national service, and then after that, came to the UK to do my masters and start life properly. Wait, so, you did NYSC? I didn't even. Yeah, know. I did. You didn't. No, die? no, I finished. No, of course not. I was in the bush. Not gonna lie. Uh, for like how many weeks? It was like two weeks. Like me and like three other people all happened to be in the same states in the same camp. Mm-hmm. So for three weeks, we were out in the bush bathing in the sheds like all of us look my my uni in ghana those four years we all know that see if you graduate from that uni you know that nothing not even oxford not even harvard so not even harvard or not even oxford is on under the same level as ucc because you start that uni with let's say a hundred, let's say five hundred students, right? Wait, what's by the end? What's the break? So? I don't know. Hmm? What's UCC? University of Cape Coast. Okay. Yeah, and we have the thing where, like, hey, if let's say your class got five hundred students in it, by the end of the first term, half of them are gone. It's an automatic failure. Like, like the uni standards are so strict. What? Yeah. If you fail too many courses, you fail automatically. Like you fail out completely. I think it was if you fail four courses in a in a school year, you basically get pushed out because how the school's GPA thing works. Yeah. You have to attain a minimum uh GPA, which you can't attain if you have like let's say four yeah. F. You're and- it's an automatic push out. And for yeah. graduation, are they counting that from year one to year four? Is that yeah, they- from year one. Yeah, oh it's God. counted. It's not like the UK where like your yeah, first... Yeah, the UK is just the final, you know? It's bullshit though, to be honest, because people here should be getting first classes and all, but... That's yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I did NYC after that, which okay. was fun. <laughs> in the bush. Yeah, and then- look, it's a... Yeah, it was in Bush. And then after that, I came to the UK to do masters. Okay. So then moving back, let's talk about that. How was that? Yeah. Oh, I was happy. I was ready for it. <laughs> it was I've always kind of felt like um I've always liked the when I say the UK more because it's um when it comes to stuff like IT or the availability of like what's the newest things and stuff like that and having things to do like you know it's that kind of place uh-huh. you know um but when I came back I was in a place just outside of London so I wasn't in a bubbly bit I was in a place called Egham uh-huh. which is kind of like a uni town which had a large population of old people Okay. And a small population of young people. So you're either a student or you're very old because the rich folk live there, but they have a uni there too. Uh-huh. So it was it was all right. I liked it because I didn't really want to be in, you know, the hustle and bustle of like London yeah. yet. But I could always go to London if I needed to, because it was like what 40 minutes on the train max, which, you know, if you're truly a Londoner, you know, you have to bump train. <laughs> <laughs> 40-minute journey, the number of times I bump train from, like, Egham all the way to London. Oh, my days. It's it, it, it's a right of way in the uni because everyone did work. Everyone did. That's, that's, so, then, so then after you moved, then you finished your master's, then you were like, okay, let me apply for jobs. Was that easy? No. 
Okay. So it wasn't actually uh, because funny enough, the job that I even have now, so I've basically been working as an IT consultant for the last five years, which mm-hmm. makes me sound old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mad me working in one place for five years, but I know. Um, yeah. So was the fact that the job I got, I didn't even apply for it. I just received what? a call. God God rang my phone up and I answered the call straight out. I was like, what hey, I want this job. to because clearly I'm praying to the wrong what? See, no. So so here's the thing. Here's what happened. So if you know in the UK, like um your your where I say your C V really well, your C V and the uni you go to really determines you know, what kind of jobs you can get or if you'll even get an interview, right? So I'm fresh out of uni, no experience whatsoever, but I got a master's and an undergrad. So someone hired me, coached, put me in. (laughs) (sighs) Look, it's a stress, it's a stress because I basically was working in Curry's for like eight months, Mm -hmm. which was fun. To be honest, I liked it because one, I was surrounded by tech and my coworkers were not crap, but the managers were crap. Mm. So it was all right, but... One day I've been applying for jobs, didn't get anything. Even when I was doing my um internship year, I was applying to different places, didn't get any placement. So I had to convert my degree to a one-year degree. But anyways, um, one day I got a call. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I saw your profile on LinkedIn. What? And I was just like, yeah, in the UK, they use LinkedIn a lot. So you... You're but the first person I've ever heard who someone has, a recruiter has reached out to them and been like, I've seen your profile, like call them up. Seriously. Maybe it's the industry they're in because I see recruiters go to LinkedIn. That's the first place to go to. Oh my goodness. What? Yeah. yeah. If you don't what? have a LinkedIn page in the UK, right, you will probably be struggle to find a job it's ridiculous but just do one it doesn't take more than half a day not even half a day it takes like maybe an hour to create a profile populate it and that's it yeah that's it what i just this is okay and then so then you, you were like yeah I'm, i'll come in for an interview oh no uh, so that's the thing it was all over the phone so um i did a technical interview uh which they called me up, they asked me like a lot of like IQ like questions. You like, remember those like kind of like IQ questions you got in like secondary school that you had to answer? Yeah. Yeah. So I basically had to answer some of that. I was even in the gym when they even called me, surprisingly enough. <laughs> Man, stay in the gym. I just keep seeing you in the gym on Instagram all the time. I think you spend so much time in there. See, if you see me right now, I'm a different person. Man built different. <laughs> I'll walk past you in London and not even know it's you. I'll be like, wait, is that Tooks? That's the thing, you know. But um, yeah, so I did that. Um, I passed the interview stages. They gave me like a little project to do. I did that. And then, yeah, within like what? I think it was like a three-week process. And then voila, they said that, hey, you got the job. And this was like, what was it? A few days before Christmas or it was a few days before New Year's because I was working one of those days. And then I just got that call. I was like, this is the best, you know, Christmas gift I could ever receive. I'm yeah. out. Come January, I'm out. <laughs> just came at the right time. Yeah. God's time is the best, honestly. I can't lie. 
Isn't that like that life is interesting when it works like that? Just you just things just come, you know. I think things come to you when you're ready for them. So it came at the right time. Yeah. You know, I kind of leave that too. I feel like sometimes when we want something and it's not coming, it's either it's not for us mm-hmm. or it's because uh, we aren't ready to receive it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, what are some of your pet peeves? Being pet peeves. someone who's lived in uh, three different countries now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see <sighs> pet peeves are plenty. They're plenty. Plenty. No. Look, this may be silly or a bit shallow, but then if your shoe game ain't, ain't on point, like I feel like you should go home and change because the shoes are probably one of the things that elevate them. Ah, wait, is, oh. are you saying your pet peeve is shoes? Is that what I'm getting? Look, 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 see, no. Are you telling me when you go out and you're walking around, like you don't look at people's shoes, just like how people look at outfits? I look at shoes. Maybe I'm biased. I only look at men's shoes. You know, sometimes men, I look at some, oh, you know what's crazy? In New York, sometimes people have these Air Forces. Actually, I could agree mm-hmm. with you the pet peeve for shoes then, maybe. Because people have these Air Forces that you, they look like they once used to be white, but now they're black. Mm-hmm. That's my pet peeve. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Why? Why? Something came white. You said that, oh, I don't want the white and the black one. Yeah. I'll get the white one and it's going to turn black. Don't worry. But you know what? I'm it's saving the money. Tech bros, you, your people, your IT people, your software, they don't give a damn. They're going to walk around with dirty shoes, even though they can afford to buy new Air Forces every week if they want to. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's no lie. But then, it, like, I don't get it. Like, here's the thing. A lot of people, I don't know if you maybe... I uh, remember when you were younger, you know, if you were into computers, right? Yeah. People used to make fun of you, right? True. But the people who are in IT now are the ones making mad band. Mad band. They're moving different. They're out here in the biggest houses with the best hearts. It's not. It's no, not, right? You know what's funny, though? I'm going to say, um, you're the one tech it guy that i know who's like not weird i've mm-hmm. met a couple and i'm like they're just weird man <laughs> like it's it takes a while to get used to them like you're normal like i could sit here and mm-hmm. have conversation with you we have conversations on the regular but mm-hmm. some people i'm just like oh, they just they're, man i don't know if it's the nerdy side i don't know i'm just like it's weird mm. I get what you mean. Um, like some people, what I say, aren't that social mm-hmm. as well. So that that's something, or some people are just like socially awkward. Um, or they kind of, what I say, um, have very unique tastes. Can I say that? And not everyone can kind of like relate. So, yeah, I get you. But I am well balanced. I will say that. You're a bit of both. Yeah, I'm a bit of both. Um, but yeah, you were asking about pet peeves, right? Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. You know what? Oh, that I have, I have one. What? Um, yeah. No one really says thank you or sorry. sorry. You don't have to say it. Like, it, sorry will be my bad. Thank you will be like, oh, you're good. So uh-huh. I, I don't know. It's, it's so awkward. So in the beginning, I used to think everyone was rude because I'd be like, why is everyone... It's as simple as going to like um, CVS, that pharmacy thing. And then... Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
they it's just but i realized it's not they're not trying to be rude it's just the lingo but for me it's still it's still mm-hmm. a pet peeve i'm like why can't you just say thanks why can't you just say oh sorry about that they they really don't do yeah. that it's it's because of that one year that you um spent in bristol that's why you heard sorry and thank you so much that you're like hey people over here are rude people uh, <laughs> let me tell you rude i got it the first the first week i think the first week or so you know how you, you even just something as simple as buying some going to chipotle and buying something because mm-hmm. then you have to speak to the person behind the counter i used to get yeah. i used to get like i thought people were just I thought people had an issue with me. I genuinely thought maybe I I was giving off a vibe that's making people be defensive or something. So it took me a while to realize, hey, this is just the lingo and it's you're just going to have to get used to it. It's still a pet peeve though. I still say thank you and whatever. I just do what I want to do. No, you say that one, one pet peeve about being in the UK is that you know that, you know, I'm sure you've heard, but People in London, for some reason, London specifically, London, Londoners love to queue. Have you noticed that there are just queues that will just appear and you'll be in the queue, but you don't know why you're in the queue. Instead of you to ask, like, what's the queue for? You just say, hey, there's a queue. Something must be happening. And you're just waiting there. You probably could even skip the queue, go to the front and go to where you're going. You so for the first so you just like used to stand in the queue then you realize you're wasting time. See, look, you know that like Nigerians are probably uh, are known or well, you know, they're like world renowned for um kind of like circumventing the system and all. Yes, yes. Yeah. So there was basically the time um it was whose concert was it was Dave's right, mm-hmm. and I paid for like a standing ticket. And I live very close to the O2. So for me to go to the O2 is like five minutes, literally five minutes to the O2, right? Uh-huh. So the concert's at seven. It really doesn't matter. I, mm-hmm. I went like 6.30, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I saw the queue for standing to get in. And it started from this from the entrance for all of you guys who have been to the O2 arena in Greenwich. Yeah. From the entrance to all the way around, past the five guys, all the way past that. And I'm like, bro, I'm not standing here. And I was well, like... It's 6.30. So you're like, listen, by the time this queue is done, the concert will have started. That's what I'm even saying. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You know, it's not like, how am I? Because the problem about standing is that if you don't get there early enough, you are going to be so far back from the stage. Like, what's the point of being in standing? So, you know... Uh, I was at the like gate where like people are getting like um you know security check and all, and there was one you know our people, and this is one thing about London I like black people. Mm-hmm. There's like a kind of relationship that we've got. Mm-hmm. If your guy sees you from far, you just nod your head in acknowledgement of your existence. Yeah. You know. Whether so, it's the nod or the smile, you just know. Yeah, this is my person. This that's it. You feel right. Yeah. You see me, I see you, fine. So my guy at the door was there. And I told him, I was like, uh, my guy, like, how far? Um, what's it queue for? No, swear down, honestly. He said, ah, oh, it's for standing or not. I'm like, ah, oh, that's mad. Like, it goes all the way to the... I said, I know, right? This and that. Um, Is it just you? Do you say it? I said, yeah, it's just me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's no point in you, like, going all the way to the bar, just, like, going. I'm like, hey, for real? It's like, yeah, my guy, drop my will take it. Bye-bye. See, I was in front of the stage. I saw Dave face to face. My guy looked like 
like any typical Nigerian guy, but then I could see him and I was feeling, I was feeling it. Hey. You had a good time. You're like, listen, I'm had a... my guy at the door sorted me. Now I get here, I have the best view. Look, look, black people in in the UK are so nice. They 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 can be rather standoffish if they don't know you, but there's a way that you approach people, you know. So yeah. I yeah. That. yeah, but respect to my guy who sorted me out in that moment. <laughs> Wait, segue. Ghana jollof or Nigerian jollof? Until it's not even a question. At least ah, for me. You're no. I... no, I'm not even biased. No, at least me, I can say it because I schooled in Ghana. I've eaten enough jollof rice from Ghana. Nigerian jollof rice is better. It's not even a question. It's no, it's not a question. Honestly, it's not. Like, how about you? Which one is better to you? You tell me. Ghana jollof. Wait, are you talking about the jollof rice or are you talking about the men? Because with you, it, it works both ways. <laughs> <laughs> the men are still top top tier, right? But the jollof is even higher. Thank you. Wait, hold on. Sorry? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. I think agrees with me. Like, subconsciously, no, you know it's no, Ghana Jollof. No, 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 Charmaine, don't be I, uh, uh, I need to take you to the motherland. This one that you're saying, Ghana Jollof rice. No, I've tried, like, you know what? You know what I'll say, though? Nigerian Jollof, if it's made by, you know those aunties who have those big arms, mm-hmm. those, that party Jollof thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's smoky, party Nigerian mm-hmm. Jollof. That and then it has like you know put like I guess turkey or a stew on the side yes, but mm-hmm. if I'm buying it from a store, compared I think Nigerians don't care about how the the food business runs they just cook it. So I think in terms of like if I'm doing buying it from like a, a food place, like yeah. a restaurant then yeah Ghana jollof. I uh I think it because no because I know how Nigerian jollof rice is made because obviously I make it myself you've Wait, hold, seen my hold, IG hold, hold, hold. of course. Uh, so you think go back like a sentence back or two okay um so when i said okay so i was like um so when it comes to because with me i've seen how nigerian jollof rice and ganyan jollof rice is made Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. ganyan jollof rice they use tomato paste for the stew that they make for the rice yeah. And they don't add Maggi, like, you know, they don't add, like, no cubes or anything like that. They just use, like, salt and that's about it. That's how they normally make it. Mm-hmm. Nigerian jollof rice is not like that. We use, like, proper tomatoes, you know, peppers and all of that, and then add, like, Maggi and all of that, which is what gives the color plus the taste. So when it comes to flavor, for me, it's the Nigerian one. The Ghanaian one, I some people make it nice, but... I've only probably had that from two places. One made from one made in like a Ghanaian booker and the other one made from um someone that um it was the wife of someone who was like Ghanaian basically. I tried the food, it's slapped, that one's slapped. Apart from that, all of them are dead. Nah, that's weird. Yeah. Sorry, like I don't know why there's so many fires today. Uh, fires. <laughs> I, yeah, because that's the fire truck, and I'm like, what's going on? It's ne- Sundays are the quietest days for me, anyway. Nah, I'm sure like like someone needs help, like putting out a fire in their room because you know Sundays, especially when it's cold, you know it's baby making season. Puts two and two together. 
<laughs> oh my god. Okay. Mm. So another pet peeve for me. Mm-hmm. Um America is expensive, man. That's a pet peeve for me. Really? Or maybe it's the state I'm in. I guess it's just I waste I feel like I waste so much. Not waste, because actually, if you're enjoying yourself, then I don't think it's a waste. But for, you know, I can wake up and I'm going to treat myself today and I'm going to have brunch and I'm going to do this. A weekend of that, when you look at your account mm-hmm. on Monday, you are almost going to want to cook for the rest of the month indoors and not leave your house. Wow. I can I can relate to that. You say, okay, let me puckle it from here. Um, how much do you re- really spend on like a night out, like if, like an okay night out? Okay, night out is because you're adding. I'm adding plus like Uber costs. So an Uber would be like let's say, let's say thirty to fifty dollars. Then you're if you're going to a, let me actually just use a concrete example. I went to see Major League, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, Uber, let's say thirty to fifty for one way. So every time you're looking at a hundred, almost seventy to a hundred, and then uh entrance was $30 and then what? yes and then drinks were let's say a regular vodka let's say vodka soda water vodka vodka tonic uh $17 you can just stop there you know what you know what oh we went to the would... pre-drink and the wine per glass was $12 oh. The fact that you said vodka and soda water, you know what? I'll I will bring the water. Just give me the vodka. Ha. Huh. 17 for water. I remember what the counter, me and my friend, we ordered like three three vodka shots, and I think one of them wanted like a Hennessy something. The total was like $67. You guys look, I know like I know a couple of people in New York and people have been begging me to come to like um american or but y'all are making it very hard to like justify it is it even cheaper for you to come to london and uh, and like spend money right help our and, economy and food, if you're gonna eat out let's say you have decide let's say you decide as what most if you're doing a group thing most people be like okay let's have a meal then let's have some drinks then let's go for the concert let's say you want to do those three things simultaneously then i mean uh chronologically right then you're gonna um you're looking at dinner you're looking at per person maybe this is including tip because we, we're forced to tip, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Percent you tip. So uh, you're looking at 150 for your meal and then you add all the other things I've said. So in a day, you could easily spend $400 without realizing it. Look, I will help your case. All of you big daddies, I know all your uncles, all the Nigerian uncles out there that like people like Charmaine, you know what? And see need a nice Tushini Christmas. Sort that out. Because I'm hearing that. I met out an uncle at that concert. He was called Ola. <laughs> you should have seen how he approached me. I almost started laughing in his face. <laughs> Why? Like, what happened? How did he approach you? So he said, are you, he said, I'm Ola. I said, how are you, Ola? Then he told, then I, then I asked him, where are you from? Then he said, you can't guess, Nigeria. And then I said, okay. Mm-hmm. Then, he, then, he, then, I, then he told me, uh, yeah, I'm a Yoruba. I said, so you're a Yoruba demon. And then he said, ah, uh-uh, ah, now. Don't say that. That's what <laughs> Look, you say that, but a lot of people back in the past, in the past, you know, like once you mention that you're Nigerian, just know that the girl will not contact you ever again. That's the end. Hmm. I don't blame you. Nah, you're cancelled immediately. Then you ask like, her, like, what like happened? Red flag. 
I said, I, what happened? Like, uh, I've, I've, I've either been cheated on a Nigerian in the past, you know, or I've dated too many Nigerians or this and that. It's just like, uh, but ah, it's probably the world telling you something. Do you agree? Nigerian men can move mad sometimes. Uh, it depends. It depends. Okay, you know, okay, not it, you. You, I, because I've, I've, no, I, you don't move mad like that. Like, you, know. <laughs> you say that, but I get that. Yeah. Even me, I tell girls, I'm just like, look, you you have to be careful. And that's the thing. You need to be careful. That's it. Go with an open mind. What you think is not possible, my guy will make it happen. Mm-hmm. You think all these like other folks have, you you know, they if they want to cheat on you, it'll be wide open, this and that. Now, nah, my guy will be creative with it. Oh, he'll give you like a six-part series. You as the main character. Before you know it, you're supporting lead. You you like wonder how? How'd you become supporting lead? Ah. I'm so dead, yo. Mm-mm. Shout out to my people though, because we know that we like do job. But when they that's, love, but you guys, when job. you love, you love her. That's one thing I'll give like Nigeria. If I mean your friend loves you and he's for you, it's gonna be a hundred. It's not you're not gonna get fifty, you're not gonna get twenty percent. You're gonna oh, no. Yeah, that's true. And I think the thing about it is that like um when you want the best out of the out of a like Nigerian guy is like yeah he will fall hard for you and that but the thing is you want the consistency because just like everyone everyone's you know puts their best at the beginning but then later on that defaulted you know you want someone who's consistent in showing you the amount of love and passion that my guy would give because Nigeria hey if they want you bad hey you you have had enough experiences. You've told me about enough stuff. It, yeah, it might, like, once you they want they're gonna they're gonna no. they will pursue you. Hey, you will think that like oh you've never been chased by by a man. See, have young and be like chased you, and another guy comes and tries to approach you. You'll be wondering, mm, does he even like me? He's not even trying. Then if he's <laughs> not a Nigerian guy, but like, mm, he's not even trying. Why can't he chase like the other one chased me? Ah, uh, see, my people. Yoba demons are out and about. During Halloween, it's also like cosplay of the century. Yoba demon just tagged everywhere. Ding, 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 ding. How dead. Do you know yeah. what? That's a good way to also bring, for me to bring, because you strike me as a one girl kind of guy. And I'm saying strike as a, I'm using the word, the word strike very lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know you are a one mm-hmm. girl kind of guy. I know yeah. you have dated a lot in the past, but now I know you're in a serious relationship. I see you all doing all that cute couple shit. I don't know what you're talking about. You I don't know what you're doing out there. I'm going to, in the bio of this, I'm going to link his IG because he actually does great photography. Let me shout you out a bit too. So he does yeah, go photography of London and its environs. So, and he also posts his love life nowadays. I'm like, mm, nice. I'm coming to a wedding soon. So how did you... I th- we talked about this last week, but anyway, let's mm-hmm. let's talk about it on the podcast. How yeah. did you feel this this was it for you? Do you feel this like was... it's gonna lead to marriage? Is she gonna listen to this? She better. <laughs> oh no, she'll she'll most definitely like hear this. Um, yeah. So I'll say that like you know things are going really well, and you know I may be sending out IVs at some point. Yes. Yes, because as you have you know mentioned that. Yeah, my eyes you be popping. She's everywhere. You see her all day, every day. She's in the pose. She's in the features. You know, 
I will just say that she's just the love of my life. She's just everything that I could ever ask for, all in one nice big package. Um, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, um, like, you know, um, when you like meet someone and you start to remember what you really, you know, like I say, like, hey, we've all been out and about, you know, we've all had our experiences and, you know, you sometimes, you know, you have your ideal image of how you want your partner to be. Yeah. And that gradually kind of changes as you go through life and even some some traits you even forget about those and then you meet someone who then reignites that remember you know reminds you of like ah you know what I actually wanted this in a wifey I wanted this in a girlfriend and she just legit did that for me like if you see her she's beautiful she is she is listen guys go on his IG I'm gonna put your IG down there like people need to see this you know TK Please like and follow <laughs> and subscribe. <laughs> you said and subscribe. Trying to make some money off of IG. No. Look, look, look. I need to pay my taxes. I need to buy a house. You people better fund me. <laughs> but was it one of those like instant connections or did you just, it, did it take time? Were you guys, what did you guys, so people just like meet and they're like, oh my God, sparks and da 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 da. And then were you kind of like, we're friends. And then now we're like, oh, we're, we realize we're not only just friends, we actually like each other. And then bam. Yeah, so when we like started in the beginning, we were just like talking, like we were both dating basically. Yeah. So it wasn't um like what we like never really met until like the month after we were talking a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, so like after like a month, uh we like met, but then in the beginning we basically were just like talking. And we, you know, we have like like so many like what I say similarities in our personality, in our um our birthdays are right next to one another, in our similar experiences in life and love and our careers and stuff like that. Like things just seem like, hmm, am I is this too good to be true? You know, when you reach a point where you're like, oh, is this too good to be true? You don't want to jinx it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like, mm, okay. And then, you know, that thing when you've been talking to someone for time and then you meet them in real, real life and they're not the same person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. In her, in her case, when I met her, she was exactly who she has always been. Yeah. The person I've been talking to for like the last month, she was just that bouncy and fun and gorgeous in real life the thing was the day i saw her i came to pick her from her place and the way the sun was shining that day oh <laughs> that skin was glowing i could have eaten her face off at that minute but then i was in front of her father's house so you know i can't really move him mad right now you were like let me behave i need to behave let me be nice yeah let me show that i've got manners <laughs> <laughs> then we throw of course you to the win later oh, that is like mm, that guy i don't think he's the one. <laughs> oh my god it was yeah and like you know as you know we are still together we've been on a few trips that's another one loading you will see the ig popping again in the next month as i said me now i'm gonna start to just cry i don't i just see your ig and i'm like wow wow 
everyone needs a boo. I will say that everyone needs a boo boo. Either one, two, three. I don't know all you guys that like more than one. But for you. No, no, no. Okay, so so do you both live in London? Uh no, she actually lives out outside of London. She like lives like um like a bit north, like upwards of like Watford side, if you know where that is. No, I don't know where that is. Okay, so it's like North London, but up. So past that point, yeah. And yeah, we see like weekly, she comes over to mine, I go over to her, go out on nice dates, chill with friends. Like, yeah. It's funny how life, life has really changed, like, you know, yeah, you a year ago were not doing this, you know. So, yeah, I know, I know. It's 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 weird, isn't it? Like when we get older, you know, what we start to desire starts to change. You know, yeah, it changes. Like, how about for you though? Like, how you loving the love life in New York? New York, I hear that is rather different from what it's it is ghetto. in like the UK. I feel like New York is very. Like, what? It's actual ghetto. It's the actual ghetto. But you know what? I think oh. the problem is, I feel like New York is one of those cities where people come to chase their dreams, right? Like the pinnacle of most people's career is is making it in New York, right? Yeah. Whether you're in entertainment, whether you're in like a corporate role, New York is the pinnacle of most people's career. So people are constantly chasing that bag or chasing title. Yeah. Now, what my experience with dating in New York is especially if you're dating people who are like in I don't want to give too much away because okay but mm. <laughs> if you're dating people you spill it now. are very ambitious or like super high earners you're going to deal with some assholes because their top priority is more, more often than not is getting to where they have to be so if you're meeting someone who's in the process of trying to get there, you are going to have to be, I think, extra, extra patient or mm-hmm. extra uh, flexible on certain things. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in New York don't want to commit. You're so spoiled for choice. Then you throw in dating apps and you throw in just all these other things. People are not trying to like compromise or or um, solidify anything. They kind of want to like, try everything out people in that phase but it also has to do a lot with like your inner work for yourself and how you present yourself and how and what you because you you know you give off an energy right everyone gives up so if you're also giving off an energy of not being serious no one's going to take you seriously um yeah more often than not when i talk to my friends it's like everyone's everyone's kind of having more or less the same struggles but i think we're also all at the stage where we're like um I'm just going to do what I have to do. And in the process yeah. of doing me and being the best version of me, for sure, I'll meet someone who's aligned, who we're both aligned in terms of our yeah. parents. Yeah. How, uh, for you, like, do you believe, because I think a lot of people, like, mix this up, is do you believe that, like, you know, you can balance, like, something as, what I say, complicated as love and your career at the same time? Because, you know, like, just, like, you know, there are certain things that complement one another, so you can kind of do them at the same time. But love and your career are two really important things. Mm-hmm. And it's very um, hard to kind of do them at the same time because sometimes you need to give more attention to one than the other. 
I, right. Yeah. And I feel like uh, another thing is that also relationships take a lot of selflessness. So mm-hmm. you're single, you, you are allowed by all means, you're allowed to be selfish with your time, with your feelings, with, with everything. You could decide to go MIA on everyone for a day because you, but once you're in a relationship, you kind of have to give the person you're with a heads up. You kind of have to check in all these things. So a lot of selflessness, even if that's not what you want to do in the moment, you're going to do it because you have a partner. Um, <clears throat> so I feel like I've digressed. What did you ask again? <laughs> you asked me about the question that i asked you yeah uh yeah so i was asking you can you balance love and your, and your career at the same time or do you have to start with one reach the point where you want to be and then start to deal with the other aspect yeah i think i think no i think especially if I feel it could be different for men and women. I'd like to hear a perspective on this because I feel like for mm-hmm. me, when I was in the process of like trying to make sure, like, because I had a very short-term contract to start with and I didn't mm-hmm. feel, because that ties into your stability and my stability, if it's not, if I'm not feeling like I'm stable, I can't pour myself into something if I don't know what my life is going to look like in the next three, four months, right? So mm-hmm. I only started like, feeling more open to like having romantic connections when I when I had a solid contract do you get what yeah. I mean um mm-hmm. I met someone one time this was a while back and they were in the process they had left a job they didn't like had had enough yeah. had stashed enough to like sustain themselves and when the process mm-hmm. applying I got a lot of I got a short end of the stick on in many ways because they were they were you know they're trying to like make sure they, they're doing interviews they're doing all these things not mm-hmm. they're suffering financially, but because their career ties a lot into who they are and and how they yeah. feel themselves and them feeling stable. So I got like the shot and the stick because they were focusing on that. Okay. So yeah. I think for, I, for me, I don't think it's a good idea to, if you're not in a stable, not to say that you can't do it, but like mm-hmm. if you're like... career-wise, then your love life is also easier because you're not focused on other issues or how you're going to yeah. fund your life or how you're going to fund the lifestyle for both of you you're just focused on okay i'm good you're good let's love each other yeah that's right and you know uh, i think a lot of people do say that you know there's no love if there's no money it's unrealistic no I-, I won't say it's unrealistic it's true but to a degree no one is saying that hey you have to have like 250k in the bank and you know you know, the love will be better than that than someone who only got 10 grand in the bag to get. Yeah. Yeah, because for someone who's making so much money, they think about it that money means nothing to them. They don't value it. That's you true. Know. That's true. Yeah. So if someone is loving you or showing up for you uh, with the little that they have and that is sustaining you, then the money doesn't really matter. Right. You know, but it's reaching that point of finding that person. I agree completely yeah Yeah, uh for the brethren out there you know they like know how hard it is to kind of like you know not have the bag because all these girls a lot of men's like dignity Mm -hmm. of self or self-worth is tied into whether they can support themselves and the person they're with so if that's not possible they're just not able to even give their their minds are focused on how do i get how do i get to that point where i don't have to think about money Mm-hmm. yeah i know we put so much so much importance on money and and like the thing is for 
like man you don't want that to be your selling point you get you want to be more than just the money and you Free. know there are guys who thank you yeah? very much sorry preach <laughs> hey i'm gonna be a pastor this is like sunday service you feel me on this sunday morning on this sunday morning i don't even need to go don't need to go to church or read the bible this is enough yeah. no need for church you can just tune in uh <laughs> Yeah, but um, no, it's true. Like, you know, um, I think for me personally, um, one, you need to not be the kind of person who is complacent. I like, like from my girlfriend, um, she's mentioned so much time about complacency and how a lot of men kind of, you know, just are very complacent and not wanting to improve themselves. Like, you know, you can be on a level, but then you now don't want anything more. It's kind of, it gets, it's like you've got no, when I say ambition, there's no drive for you to, you know, like improve your like circumstances. Like mm -hmm. there are guys who legit do bare minimum and even bare minimum is like below the average of what bare minimum should really be. She's not fine with that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but then I feel like you should be ambitious. You should be kind of like, um, you should be, when I say striving for excellence and the best at all times, because if you're going to be taking care of someone else, if you are going to marry someone else, take someone else's daughter from them, hey, you better come with a serious plan because, or or at least show that like you are capable. Because if not, hey, 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 my guy, uh -oh, you are messing yourself up. You are digging yourself a deep hole that you're not going to come back out of, hey. And it may be too late, you know. That's true. You're already lost in the source. Auntie cooked you a four once. You said that, hey, I'm marrying this one, but Auntie wants like 22 inch weave of like 250k. You better find that money from somewhere. <laughs> Win the lottery maybe a few times. <laughs> or if you want to, you can rub her her head and and pray to God that like it like gives you good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do that. Look, look, any way to secure the bag, isn't it? I, you know what? That's where we're at. That's exactly where we're at. Yeah, it's it's like a tribe mentality. But how about you? You as a girl, right? What what do you ex ex expect? Um, you expecting from the man then? Mm. I just, I just for one. What do you? That must I had a long list. Remember the time I used to share my list. I'm like, and I'm telling you, this is my list, Tox. This is my list, and I'm like. I just need you to have a legal career, like something that's not illegal, right? You're not doing drugs. You're just, you have a legal career and you are emotionally available. There's a lot of men who have all these wonderful things about them, but emotionally they're just checked out or they don't mm -hmm. have to, 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 to deep dive into being emotionally available and aware and able to express themselves. Mm. That also ties emotional availability ties into how you guys communicate, how you guys deal with issues, how you guys sit down and think about chart a way forward or, or chart your path for the next couple of years. It's a lot of like you have to be able to even create an environment where you can have that discussion. If someone's closed off, you're not going to have any kind of discussion. So a lot of mm. men in this day and age, I think it also ties into, especially I noticed with people who grew up in an African household, a lot of mm. our fathers were not like 
emotion you yeah. you know the EQ was low basically yeah they just like pay the bill pay your school fees or they have to come for parent teacher association fine they'll show up for that mm-hmm. they have to come for a school school concert where you're performing they'll do that too but are they going to sit and have a lot of men a I don't serious know, conversation, serious conversation with, you. with you and like to telling you their life experiences and 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 furnishing you with knowledge for how you should like basically adults right from their mistakes mm. and telling you how they they learned things and whatever people are not doing that especially men with their fathers are not doing that so then what are we experiencing we're experiencing a generation of men who mm-hmm. are men on paper but are they really men because if you can't tap into emotions then i'm sorry i can't really how am i supposed to even submit to you when you can't even you can't how yes, I mean, look 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 guys I think it's an African thing that, you know, A, your like woman has to just submit to you just because A. You have to sh- give me something to submit. There's levels to it, my guy. <laughs> Some people are out there playing checkers. Some people playing chess with your woman. Hey. <laughs> Some people are out there playing chess. It's a completely different game, my guy. True. Look, is look, I'm not, like, you know, a lot of um, I don't know if you remember, um, Oh no, you you definitely remember. Remember the era when like women wanted to be boss ladies. It was you know a hot girl summer, all of that, right? What happened to that? Because now all I'm hearing is soft life babes, soft life babes, twenty four seven babes. All you girls out there just be changing ideologies every four four years, every five five years. It's a new thing with y'all. Y'all need to pick a battle because y'all can't be switching, asking for equality, then you want soft life, but then you also want, you know, to empty a guy's account, but at the same time, you want my guy to provide, hey, hey, come on, come on, you can't be eating out of two pots, just like you, like, oh, your guy to not be dipping into someone else's cookie jar. Ha. I, you exactly. too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. there's definitely a double standard and people need to realize you can't trial and error your life we can't just live our life and we're like i guess i'll try this oh that didn't work i guess I'll, like you're right, trying, inshallah. Like, you're <laughs> error on major like li- listen you're gonna be you're gonna do sugar lifestyle one time then you're gonna do control someone you just how are you gonna play with your life like that <laughs> yeah. i feel like it just shows how impressionable you are true you don't you have know. who are you who are you who are you who are you what are your values? What do you sign for? Yes. You know? People, yeah. people don't even sit down with their thoughts. People are just like, but again, you know, people need to realize that social media is, again, it's just media. It's mm-hmm. something that you ingest, whatever. And there's something like, there's some, I do believe there's a notion of having an influx of too much information. When you're ingesting too much info from different mediums and whatever, it does something to you. So I'm a big proponent of you know, just monitoring how you're engaging, monitoring what you're ingesting. Yeah. Monitoring the things that are changing your mindsets. If if now, for example, we're saying now it's soft life, whatever. Now everyone's doing soft life. Everyone's getting credit cards to go and do soft life. You're getting into yeah. debt to do soft life. Where you, you guys are life. getting these credit cards? Like, you know, ring me up to me too. I'm looking for, for like someone to fund my lifestyle too. And I think also women, we need to realize that we need to st- sit down and talk about the genuine realities, which is that there are different parts of the system, the world we live in that are rigged against women. So if you indulge in certain things, you're only further mm-hmm. rigging the system against yourself. 
you know? So yeah. there's a lot of like conversations that need to be have, had about that. But when you try to have those kind of conversations, people will think you're too utopian or too idealistic about yeah. issues. Yeah. And if you think about it, right, um, uh, two things. So one, when it comes to stuff like this, like we are human. So we, we, we need to evolve. We do change. We do adapt to whatever is the current climate and all that kind of stuff so no one's saying that you can't basically change the way you think and stuff like that but it's the motivation why you're changing right. what are you trying to get because the reason why you're changing is because you want a different outcome yes you're looking for an advantage so if you're looking to do absolutely nothing and what you say you bring to the table is pum pum like auntie i'm sorry but then pump plenty for market so but you know what people don't realize that there was a time that i love how you said that things change because you know what if we look back in the yeah. 60s in the 70s there was a time when your 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 uh genital organs mm -hmm. genital instruments were a marketing tool so like mm -hmm. you would be able to get away with just having that and bringing that to the table there was a time when that could have worked but now if you look at the because people talk about like, oh, sugar baby lifestyle. Let's talk about the ethics of sugaring. There are many sugar daddies who are not going to just get some girl who's just bringing vagina to the table. They're trying to, they're people are trying to get you. If, if they want to be a sugar daddy, the way people are doing it right now, I presume is they're looking for people who are, they're trying to take you out of your uh, C-suite executive job somewhere and be like, because mm -hmm. they know you have a brain. So even though you're not going to work anymore, I'll find your lifestyle, but you will sit down with you and we'll discuss how to better my business. So you're still bringing yeah. that angle of your intellectual capacity to the relationship. People are just thinking, I'm going to just show up with my my dress from PLT or my dress from Boohoo mm -hmm. and my vagina and I guess we're good to go. PLC is doing bits nowadays. I can't even lie. <laughs> now it's just like torn clothes with like, like half your stomach. Well, it's it's not even looking nice. I hey. website of the day and I was like, can I find a nice dress? Can I just find like one nice dress? I couldn't. Look, if you need help with your outfits, my babes has a page. She does fashion tips, especially if you're curvy, if you've got the big boom down until you have got yeah. you covered. You need to my need to that page because I need to paste it also by description. Three, my underscore I'm sorry, my underscore coral underscore reef. It'll be in the description somewhere. Go find yeah. it. Trust me, you will thank me later. Man. But yeah, as you were saying. <laughs> no, that's a nice that's a nice plug. plug. You threw, <laughs> that's a nice plug you threw in there. <laughs> Basically, I'm saying all this to say, we're all adults. I'm not trying to parent someone's overgrown embryo of a son. I'm just uh, yeah. like, you know, get your stuff together, work on yourself. I think a lot of, I think you've done a lot of self-work because for you to even to get to this point, the talks I was speaking to a year and a half ago, a year ago, was not speaking like this. So everyone keeps doing their self-work and that's why you're able to even have a relationship that's thriving because you've done the work and you are, because you did the work when, the right person came you were ready for that person yeah i know it's and that's the thing that's always mind-blowing is the fact that like people do change and this is the thing people forget that and no let me just say it like this people need to understand that you can't make someone else change they need to want the change if they don't want the change no matter what you do even if they uh, they seem like they're changing the moment you are not there they will default to the factory settings it's as if that you didn't even put a sim into the phone. 
literally, it's, it'll be a brand new phone. All you guys who have iPhones, when you buy a new one, it switches on. It's like, hello in 12 different languages. That's what happens. So, yeah, if the person does not want to change, the person will not change. The person needs to want the change. And when they want the change, the little things you do every day add up to, to like a more meaningful change. It's not, oh, because you wanted to, let's say, get fit, whatever. So you go to the gym and spend five hours. Bruh, you'll burn out. That's not how you do it. Yeah. You need to start gradually. You put in like half an hour to like an hour every other day or even how I even say go to the gym like two to three times for like 30 minutes for an hour. Yeah. Max. Max. Once your stamina is off, which is usually after a month, you'll be able to go longer for like two hours. Really, two hours in the gym max is more than enough. Yeah. So, yeah, you need to be smart with what you're doing. You don't want to waste your time either. You know, you you don't want to waste your time. You don't want to waste your energy. You don't want to be around people who don't make you feel better, who don't support you, who don't love you, because that will come into question when you're older. People you've been friends with, quote unquote, for 10 years, for like 10 whole years, and then you realize because of something in time, it actually, you then deep and you're like hold on what am I actually getting out of this relationship this friendship because it seems like I'm not benefiting in any way the person's more more or less a parasite and it's very hurtful to think of like people that you've known for so long and then just realize that like oh yeah I, I should actually just remove them and it's hard to kind of remove people from your lives yeah I that's interesting I think this this with growth comes a shedding off of uh, some friends, then you know, just the way Lisa dead way, basically. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you realize, I I think I, the past year for me has been, and anyone who wasn't shed off like naturally, it was a forceful shed off. It was like something so bad happened that we just had to be like, no, it this has to end, you know. <clears throat> and I think the best, the one thing I would say is that don't wait for it to be a forceful shed off. If you've seen the signs and you and you're because when I look back, I'm like, oh my god, these signs were always there. I just kept finding excuses. So I think growing up also involves you realizing that your intuition is right, your the way you tear apart situations and think about them critically is actually the correct for yourself, for yourself, for your safety, and go mm -hmm. with that feeling. If you feel that this is what you need to do, go with that feeling. But I also want to ask you, now that we're approaching 30. Yeah. The fact that you even know my age, like, is a bit odd. <laughs> but okay, well. Are there any pressures or, like, realizations you're having as you approach 30? Uh, the fact that um, I should think about getting married and probably having kids after that point. Okay, so would you say that that's the age when now men start? Because that's a, that's a debate we always have. Is, like, 30 the pin? Is that the age? Is that, like, the, the, the point, the tipping point for most men to be like, hmm... I think I should be moving different now. I need to be serious. See, uh, you probably would know the like the Nigerians who were out in the streets all all up to maybe thirty, and then they start saying, "You know what? I want me a virgin wife." That's what I want right now. Y'all have problems, but <laughs> problematic. Look, but look, but um, I feel for guys like wanting to get married in your 30s is it's kind of like a nice spot because it gives you enough time to 
um, kind of like grow as an individual, be mature, change your mentality, get yourself together, start thinking about building a family with someone else, basically raising a family plus your wife-to-be. Like, it's enough time. Like, 30, 31, 32, you're in a good enough spot. Like, at least if you've got the right mentality, even if you don't have the other things, which usually is, like, the financial aspect, that will come later because you have the mindset of, like, these are the things you're trying to attain. So you will always work towards that, you know. But if you're someone who kind of doesn't desire that, the pressure of you getting married, it will be more on you because now you're like, uh, I don't desire any of these things, but I'm just doing it to please my parents, for example, or just because of the societal norm. Is that a thing though? Married you're talking marriage. with just marry for like, when I think about the breakdown of marriages and you hear, when you sit on people who maybe even have had marriage that ended in divorce, I feel yeah. like the some of the, reasons why some of the root reasons why that happened is tied to the fact that i think men reach a point where they're like oh my god i just need to marry now i need to be getting kids so the one person they meet who ticks three boxes out of their 10 they're like that's good enough i'm gonna get married no i think for marriages that end in divorce i think the major thing is communication Mm. that's the thing i've realized is that like people don't communicate what they want in the other person and what they are able to bring or how they themselves have not resolved a lot of things from their past okay and are now bringing it as baggage into this new relationship mm-hmm. you know um so if i were to speak from my personal experience like you like know those like hard conversations you have about marriage having kids moving in um yeah beliefs and all of that like people don't really talk about it till let's say halfway through the relationship so let's say after six months eight months or even like over a year right usually it's over a year true right true me and my girlfriend like spoke about these things probably in the first three months of us starting off like knowing the foundation is strong because we've discussed about all these things before so if there was anything that would have been a red flag or something that we needed to talk about we've already discussed this earlier on so now we've gone we've like gone through all that fluff now we can enjoy the relationship because we know that what we both want both align and even if they don't align on everything we're fine with that yeah it's not yeah. it's not like fundamental because you can compromise on the things that are not like yeah. too fundamental right like oh you prefer to not have breakfast like you're not going to argue about that not a fundamental issue mm-hmm. and i can say that like you know um it's sometimes i get like sometimes it's hard to kind of talk about certain things yeah fair enough but the thing about it is that you either say it now or you say it later you must you may like you guys relationship you may love one another now but it also may not be the right time to say it but you have to say it at some point and if the person is really going to stay, the person is going to stay. And if the person is not going to stay, then it's not supposed to be. You want to be in something that both parties want to be in, yeah. you know. And, yeah. you know, I know Charmaine wants a, like, silver fox man, you know, big beard, you know, balding head as well. A little shoot. I was <laughs> my Ghanaian, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I see all you Ghanaian guys. I don't know what kind of witchcraft you've done to her, but... Young, I've done something to her. She knows what's me I'm talking about. 
you need to you know i need to come to london though that's what i need to do <laughs> london reels i'm like listen that's where that's where that's where i need to be <laughs> look london borders are always open to you so whenever you want to come through just holler i will for sure so Ooh. would you forgive uh would you forgive cheating I ah, la 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 uh, cheating, cheating, cheating. Cheating is a very sad, it's a sensitive topic though. Um it's the kind of cheating you it's like if it was emotional cheating, it's it's or what I say, okay, if it's with me, let me just say it like this. If it's with me, I would look at the circumstances the actual situation and gauge off that so if it was what i say a first time thing mm-hmm. i can allow i can find a way i i would pray i would talk to the person you know try to understand what went wrong where and all and see a way forward but then if after that happens because once you've cheated you can't expect the relationship to be the same and i think people make that big mistake yeah it can't be the same the yeah. problem now is now what what is going to be the new thing what's your new new dynamic right right and that's where it's kind of like starts for me it's kind of like you know we can't really go back to what we were what is it now and if there's nothing there then you know that well that's the end of it <laughs> I mean, I I wouldn't even argue with you that that's 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 how I would think about it as well. Um, I don't know if it's a glamorized thing these days. I'm I'm struggling to put to to state it like to have a strong opinion on whether I feel it's glamorized or not. I feel like there's a lot of like I don't know. I feel like in some ways we live in a world where it's 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 glamorized in in certain ways, certain aspects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it is. It is. Um, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so you like go on first. Yeah, I was going to say, like, then in light of that, I feel there's a lot of people who, because of the longevity of the relationship and the familiarity and what, and I think they stay in those kind of situations um, based off of longevity rather than is this is this are we respecting each other do we even love each other because i feel like thin line between you having known someone for so long because you could love them and not be with them still could be like this i love you a lot but this is where my line gets drawn mm-hmm. no we we helped we grew together we helped each other in many ways but this is kind mm-hmm. of we're, we're heading down a toxic route so this is where i make my exit so i do it, all these things are tied into like, I don't know. I feel like this is just, it's, to be honest, the more, th- I'm very protective of myself these days, Tooks, because it's yeah. rough out here. I was going to say that like, look, the streets remain undefeated. Ha! The streets are wild. Y'all, y'all in the streets are doing a madness. You you guys out here basically making and breaking marriages. I'm, I'm actually baffled by how the, how how you guys move, especially over the summer. Y'all crazy. 
<laughs> Summer, there's a demon that comes out. This Summer is demon time, okay? <laughs> so, I don't even understand. It comes out. And it's also that conundrum of, okay, if you're going to, if either party, male or female, is going to be in a situation mm-hmm. where you're dealing with someone who's committed to someone else, how then do you expect, or is it even right for you to expect? What are the ethics of you expecting that when the time comes for you to meet your person who you want to be committed with, that yeah. they will give you the same regard? Now, so the thing, if, if, look, if you went and cheated on someone and then you broke up with your partner to go run off with this individual, don't you think that if the person could do it to the person they're married to, what makes you different? I'm confused. <laughs> You tell me. People are not thinking like that, though. I don't think. Listen, you know that we keep saying this, this, um, this phrases. Oh, the streets are mad. Or what? Like this, we're literally living in. I don't even know what season to call this. <laughs> it's just, nah, y'all are lost. <laughs> back and I'm like, talks. Maybe I'm conservative. Maybe I'm conservative in many ways. Now that I'm getting to that age where now I'm like a grandma. <laughs> you know, I don't know. No, everyone is just look. Uh, 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 uh. I think that everyone should kind of calm down with like what they're doing. Like if someone is in a committed relationship and all, leave the person alone. Stop looking at it like it's you in the Willy Wonka chocolate factory or something. And you're like, you know what? I want that one. <laughs> Let's leave that one alone. Karma is a bitch. It won't buy you today, but God knows it's going to buy you one day. Mm-hmm. So. And also into those things, because now we live in and we're where the major discussions we see on the shade room and the those other <laughs> borough and whatever yeah. we keep seeing this uh there's a, a tug of war between people viewing sex for enjoyment or sex mm-hmm. for taking back your power so there's a thin line between those two are you having sex because you actually enjoy having multiple interactions with people or are you doing that because you want to take back your power and if you're not engaging, are you just being chased because you want to be like regarded highly because you're being chased? And they're like, oh yeah, I'm I'm chased and I'm like celibate or whatever, so I'm better than all these other people who are out here on the streets. Because mm-hmm. patriarchy is not just about men. Patriarchy is not exclusive to men. We women mm-hmm. also play a big role in how patriarchy plays out. Yeah, really. Please explain further how. I mean, mm. you're sitting here and saying, oh, my body, my choice, whatever. But then you're saying, if he throws the bag, then he got... It's confused. Are you confused? That is why I said, explain how, because y'all confused. Y'all cannot be picking polar opposites and wanting to eat from both parts. Stop that. Pick one. Uh-uh. So I think, uh, like, um, you know, like, as you said, you know, the like state of the world, if either you're sleeping with multiple people, you are um not seeming with anyone so you know you're celibating or um sorry the like third one I forgot but um it's like the thing about it is that everyone goes through these phases right where like okay they want this now but they're not knowing that you know they are doing this because they like that yes yeah you know like you may want multiple interactions with people because you want to experience and know what you like and what you don't like yeah but at the same time, too, you reach a point where you're now like, okay, you know what? I'm I'm still doing this kind of stuff, but then what am I actually looking for? Are you looking to be loved? Are you looking to be accepted? Because if that's what you're looking for, then you need to kind of change how you present yourself, how you operate 
for you to start attracting the kind of people who are on that wavelength because come on yeah streets <laughs> know what they want and you know you can only do that for so long the uncles who are in the 60s 50s still out on the streets i'm just like y'all y'all really still doing this at this big yeah. big age of your big age of 50 60 you're still acting like you're on the street for one <sighs> Look. Then, then the same person. If you sit down with them, they'll tell you that they're looking for a serious partner. So you even think, well, <laughs> you just wonder, how is this going to happen? What is your game plan to ensure that happens? How are you going to find a serious partner if this is how you're going about things? I know what you mean. Like you can't, and that's the thing. You have to, you have to conduct yourself differently. If you don't, it's not going to happen. You will keep attracting what what you are attracting now. I know. That's that's that's. That's a statement right there, honestly. <laughs> Major key alert. <laughs> <laughs> I got keys for days. Oh my God. We just need to sit down with you for five sessions. We need to do a part two, part three, part four. Hey, just Drop give me the time and date. Mm-hmm. I'll pull up. Do you, do you carry any past hurts from Have you like things you haven't dealt with? And how are you dealing with those things? I, um, what would be a past hurt? I'd probably say that, like, a past hurt was probably me not really accepting myself. Um, so in the sense of, like, I never really, like, saw myself as, like, what I say, what I say, desirable or attractive. Yeah, fitness wise, like looks wise, like kind of like a body dysmorphia kind of thing and all. Uh, you know, and it's it's been something I kind of like struggled with before and all, but um, you know, I've been shown that like there's a lot of things outside of the physical that makes me me. Mm. And as I've gotten older, I kind of like kind of like you know, like sometimes you just look at yourself in the mirror and just like, actually, I do actually feel really good. I do look Listen, really good. I look at me, I'm like, spinning around, I'm like yeah, yeah, is this me? I come back in, I'm like, oh, it's me. <laughs> look, if you if you want to see how, how much you grow, go back and look at a photo of you five years ago and look at you now and then you'll be like, hey, photos like this need need to be scrubbed from the internet. Huh? The glow up no. is real. Look, the glow up is real. At least me, I know that my like glow up came late but then you know what i'm living it i'm like living it right now i've got me the babes that like loves me and is enjoying the the me that i am now so all of y'all industries can touch this no offense <laughs> so was that like self-work or was did that take someone coming in <laughs> he said no i do i was i had to crack up was it like a person who kind of took you through that growth process yeah, like um someone did take me, like my girlfriend really did um show me the aspects of myself that I probably never really was aware of. And even showing me that like, yeah, you have kind of like you know, you've grown, you've changed, like look at it. Like when I tell her about stories of me in the past or videos and photos and like, look, this the you of now is not the person of back then, mm-hmm. you know. And I think we kind of get lost in in still seeing ourselves as the previous, you know, the old or the, the younger version of ourselves, and we're stuck in that mindset. 
Right. Yeah. And now coming out of it, now being aware that like you are that individual kind of opened up to you that like, you know what? I'm gonna leave what was in the past in the path and just move forward from it. So yeah. And this is why I was saying, like, when you communicate with someone, like sometimes we also don't know how to vocalize that and things. Like I know like sometimes I may be trying to explain something, but I'm not framing it right. And she kind of is really good at these kind of things. She's a therapist. So hey, <laughs> really good. Yeah. You don't even need a therapist. You're like, I got a real life one, right? Like look, she is amazing at her job. Like I keep look, I could sing her praises till the end of time. And when you meet her, yeah, in the flesh, like trust me, you will understand. You know, you will understand. Or even one of these days, we can even get on like video call, and you will understand what's me. Yeah, yeah. No, I see one that. of the kind. Like, just after once you've gone that, like I just see the ch- listen talks. You've changed, and for the better, obviously. Mm-hmm. And like now that I feel like now you expounded, I feel like she's had a lot to do with that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes women don't realize that you could be. We are we are helpers in many ways, and there's a way you could show up for a man that could bring out the best in him. Yeah, you say that, but there's something I do want to say is that you need to be really careful. Like you don't want to be pouring into someone that isn't pouring back into you. I love that. I love. That. I think you that's our, that's a, our biggest fault as well. It's a, it's it's a double whammy. It's like attached to you're a you're really good at providing an emotional space or providing an environment that allows someone else to thrive and you can build into them and 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 pour into them and they become a better version of themselves but it's also if it's not reciprocated you you have the the disadvantage of you stay stagnant and they uh, go forward when it doesn't work you're left you're you're crying and you're picking up the pieces and they go and be a better version of themselves for someone else so yeah that's right. And you have to be really careful because that's the thing, like women, and that's the thing. Um, you can give a woman like, you know, you can give her like a fine cookbook, for example, and she'll build a boat, you know? Yeah. It's okay, crazy. So how she makes the home. <sighs> how women will make your life so much better, even you yourself. Like sometimes it's, it's not about, that's why when guys are like kind of like trying to look for a woman, you know, like when a guy is bringing, bringing the like financials in, you know, he's bringing the money in, the woman is bringing insight into your life. She's yeah. bringing prosperity. That's why you need to be careful with the woman you bring into your life. Because there are some women, if she's draining your account on call, she, she is not doing job work. Send her back. Send, send her back to the streets. She's not the one. She's not supposed to be taking from you. She's supposed to be adding to you. Just like how you are adding to her life, you're, she's supposed to add to you. If not, you need to bin the girl. If it's that, bin the girl. If it's a, a food that you're eating that's making you, you know, lost in the sauce, or okay, stop eating it. You feel? Yeah. So, but is, that's, yeah. that's a lot of you waking up to human nature. I think people need to stop asking. Because you know when you, people have like situations or things that happen to them, they start asking, why are people so evil? I think we need to rephrase and say, and stop asking that why people are so evil and start to say, people are evil. So now, yeah. how do I move knowing that people are evil? Thank, oh my God, you have sense, Jesus. People need that, you know, they really do need to just understand that the world is not black and white. There's a lot of gray, right? 
And you yourself need to just accept certain things that you, you know, everyone wishes the world was a better place. Yeah, but it's not. Accept it for what it is and navigate through that. <laughs> right. It's, it's that simple. Okay. Right? It is. So really? do you have any parting shots? Or Actually, you know what I'm going to do for this? Let's do something different. I want you to leave a question for my next uh, guest on my podcast. Your next guest? No, I started off by asking you a question that I came up with. I feel like yeah. I asked the next guest a question that you came up with. The next guest, I could say they're going to be female. So if, if you're if okay. that's like add anything to how you phrase the question, but just letting you know. Okay. Um, let's see, female. What would I want to answer? Um, okay. With the current state of the or oh, oh, let me not say the like current state of the world. When it comes to you as a female, right? Do you really think that men and women are equals, or there should be some some differentiation between them and what they bring to the table? Ooh, you went there. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a woman, I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Let's hear it from the horse's mouth so that we can make it a standard. <laughs> equality is such a touchy subject now okay but yeah that's a good question Mm -hmm. there you go people i did one for you guys so don't make it seem as if like hey i'm not for for you know the guys at all like don't worry i've got you guys back (laughs) that's a good disclaimer so anyway thanks for coming on the podcast hooks i hope to have you again i hope to have you and your girlfriend actually i think that would be a nice little episode because i get to also hear her perspective so we'll plan we'll see if we can do that but thanks for making the time before your scheduled hennessy time or tequila time or whatever hey no but honestly it's been a pleasure it's been so fun it's my first time doing something like this um really nice (laughs) uh i feel like this year i've done like so many things like a first of like different things so i'm gonna keep it rolling next thing skydiving <laughs> that's <laughs> the next one now. i will just cheer you on from the sidelines you no you should come along too come come on charmaine really go sign your death wish if you want to i'm not gonna be part of that look <laughs> you'll be strapped to someone like your life is in someone else's hands you should oh, be so happy. me and them can die together too let me tell you I think you won't die alone. Come on. <laughs> I am good on that. I will cheer you from the sidelines. I will take, I will hold the bags. I will have the video for the cameras. I will be that person. I, yeah. Uh, okay. I hear you. No worries. All right. Thanks for coming on. No worries. Have a good one. Until you. next time. Bye, people. Bye. See you soon. Bye.